I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. And joining me, as always, on the day of all days, guess what day it is, Isaac Harris. Let's freaking go, man. It's game day. It's game, game day. day. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm so excited. Mavericks game day. KP, Luca. In the American Airlines Center in Dallas, the place is going to be rocking. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm so hyped. Um, we have, I mean, literally, we have did this podcast every every day for the most part. Over 600 uh, episodes, by the way. It's crazy. Over 600 episodes. And yeah, I was just uh, joking. I said this before, but my wife and I, you know, we've been doing this podcast for what, three years now. And I was kidding with my wife today because we're expect you know we, we're expecting baby number two and all that stuff and she's like so how many games are like you're gonna go to this year like we're right in the middle of pregnancy like literally right in the middle of it yeah and I'm like honey we're actually gonna be good this year so <laughs> uh, and it's like it kind of sucks at that part because here two years ago we're like horrible and I'm going to these yeah. Tuesday night you right. know Nets grinding. games and grinding it out <laughs> and now this year where I probably need to be home a little bit more with our one year old and pregnant wife. Yeah. Uh, I'm still gonna be going to the games. <laughs> and uh, sorry, honey, I know you're listening to this podcast, but uh, Hi, because Barb. because we all think and bring it full circle, we all think Dallas is gonna be good this year, and it's just it's fun to have that enthusiasm. It's fun to have that energy to where we're going into it. We, you know, we're biased because we do this podcast sometimes. We hype them like, oh, I think they can make a playoff push. <laughs> but this is like we actually do believe it this year. Like, and we're not alone. There's national guys, national media that are on this team too. And it's Zach gonna Lowe. be fun. Zach Lowe, yeah, it's- the the NBA like take father or whatever you want to call him, like the greatest sports writer in America, said that the Mavericks are gonna make the playoffs. He also said the Bulls are gonna make the playoffs, but in his crazy I, predictions I column. But it's it's cool to think about. You know, we just we saw it, you know, a few weeks ago. Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer comes to Dallas and writes this feature yeah. about. It. And I fully expect. I think we're going to get the Zach Lowe treatment this year. Zach Lowe mm. travels these different cities and stuff to see Zach Lowe come to Dallas and spend a couple, you know, a couple days and write a cool feature on the team and stuff like that. National writers are going to be coming here. It's fun. It's just uh, we've said it before. There's a different energy around this team. It's a younger team. There and it, that. And I want to stress this. Real quick too, when we say that this year feels different, there's a new energy. All of that is no slight to Dirk. I don't want like you hear we hear this. You know, it's a new team now. It's all this different stuff. That has nothing to do with Dirk. Or it's like, oh, okay, now Dirk's have a. Dirk is a living legend. He always will be. When he steps foot in that building, it is always his building. The like it, the focus will be on Dirk. Like Dirk is absolutely amazing, and so like. I, I think there's a way for us to honor Dirk and to love Dirk and say, man, Dirk is amazing while still recognizing that, man, this is like a different type of energy, a new chapter in this franchise. So I think you can, you can be on both sides of the table on that, but yeah, man, just super fun start to the season. Yeah. I don't think anybody was going to take anything away from Dirk. 
uh, from the, these comments. But it is a different team now. We, we've mentioned before there's you know a lot more youth on the team now. JJ Bray is really the only vet on the team, and yeah, Courtney the, Lee. Yeah, and Courtney Lee. The uh, the pages the pages turned now, and it's it's Luca's team now. Which is I mean that happened fast, <laughs> real fast to go from you know being a rookie last year to now this is definitely his team. Um, and it's and it's crazy too to think back to when when Dirk used to talk about uh, the end of his career and hanging it up. You know, he, he used to mention he's like, man, I just I don't want to leave until yeah. like the franchise is in good hands. And when you think about it, what if Dirk did hang it up two years ago, three years ago, or a year ago? You know, what if Dirk hung it up before Luca got here? <clears throat> It would just be a different type of feel, you know. Like it, it would be like you can say it. Would, you can say it'd be sad. Yeah, it would be more <laughs> sad. There would just be agony. Yes, you know, yeah. it, it, you know, if it's just okay. Yeah, we got you know, and like we love those guys, but it it's completely different. We're almost spoiled in the sense of like we are spoiled. Like Mavericks fans Definitely. are spoiled. You have to recognize that you are very spoiled in this sense of you have this legend in Dirk. And that literally the year he retires, the last roster he's a part of, there's this Kristaps Porzingis that they just traded for, and then they have this young new superstar in Luka Doncic. And the very next season, you know, what, three or four months after Dirk's last game, they're tipping off with literally one of the best duos in the NBA, you know, a top 10, whatever you want to rank them. And like one of the best young tandems under the age of 24, the the game has. And this young budding superstar who GMs across the league just voted as a top three player that they would want to start a franchise with. So we Mavericks fans, you're spoiled. Let's love it. This is going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. So today on the podcast, we're just going to talk about our expectations for the season. A couple of predictions, maybe and then just preview the Wizards game coming up tonight and uh, maybe talk about the Mavericks' first 11 games and just walk through the first 11 games because I think these are going to be really important games and I think they're, they're going to tell us a lot about the Mavericks. So, uh, yeah, let, let's just get into that. But before we do, today's show is brought to you by Indochino, the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering the code Locked On at checkout. We know that uh, apparently there are women raccoons now in the raccoon squad since we got the uh, <laughs> since we got the uh, the iTunes review from uh, Bree the other day talking about women raccoons. If you are out there, you can up your man's style game. You can help them because boy, do we need help <laughs> with this. And Indochino could be the way to go. So use the code locked on. Okay. The Mavericks, couple couple of news points for the Mavericks. Dwight Powell, according to Tim Cato, is going to be out the first two games of the season, so the Wizards game tonight and the Pelicans game. And he may be back for the Trailblazers game on the 27th of October. So he's definitely out the first two games, waiting to see if he's going to come back. Isaac, are you nervous now? <laughs> We're just going to do this every time there's a Dwight update. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and I think I'll, I'll just echo what I said before. I'm more nervous than what I was before. I'm still not super, super worried about this. Just from, yeah, just from conversation. I just feel like it. they're just being really cautious with it. And, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you have Maxi Kleber that's going to start. And I, I think he's going to do just fine. He's did just fine just uh, alongside Porzingis in the preseason. And he'll hold his ground, and I think they'll be fine. Yeah, and Dwight's a guy you want him to take some time to come back because 
He's super springy guy, athletic, relies on his athleticism a lot. If his athleticism isn't 100% there or if he's kind of limited and he jumps off that leg wrong or he lands wrong or something, then he could pull that hamstring again or something like that. And so let's take the opt- the cautious. Let's be cautious about it, and I think that's what they're doing. Also, there's an article by Brad Townsend that was awesome about the Mavericks and the, uh, the AAC, the American Airlines Center, that the Mavericks play in. And Cuban was talking about playing in the AAC and potentially playing in their own building in the future. The Mavericks lease isn't up until 2031, so another like 10 years. But there's one quote in there that I just had to pull because it was just wild. Cuban was talking about potentially building a new arena uh, and potentially building it where the practice facility is right now, I think. Like in that area. He bought a bunch of land over there, which is like basically across the highway from the AAC right now. Yeah, he basically owns all that. But. Cuban Cuban said, my dream is like the long, 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 long shot is to build an arena 20 stories up in the air where every seat has a view of downtown, whether it's north, south, east, or west. <laughs> okay, first of all, structurally, I just can't put that together in my head. Like, what? I, I don't understand what he's saying. Do you understand what he's saying? Like, I understand making it like tall so you can see out the windows, but you can't see downtown in an arena like sitting and watching the game what am i missing i mean it's a lot of elevators um <laughs> what would they put of, under it a lot of glass i don't know a couple practice gyms it's like hey uh ground level is a waiting practice gym uh, uh on the first floor then we have the home practice gym third floor you could get those uh, vaulted ceilings in the locker room like they've always wanted <laughs> exactly no i mean <clears throat> yeah um yeah, Cuban has yeah he has fun ideas and stuff of what that could look like. I've heard a bunch of different things of what this could look like in ten twenty years, and uh, if they all come to fruition, I think it would uh, it would definitely change the landscape of downtown Dallas. And well, this this be would be the first skyscraper arena, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't I I don't know anything about. I've never heard anything with that. I've heard a lot more stuff around <laughs> like stuff outside the arena just different ideas thrown out there like that but uh, i've yeah the skyscraper arena stuff never heard of it but for mark cuban i don't put anything past him no no this is just a crazy idea that he he did say a long 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 shot uh but i thought that that was funny and i just couldn't wrap my head around what that would be like I, everybody has a seat a view of downtown from their seat and I, I just didn't get it windows are we doing windows is there going to be the the, the light like there is in uh, AT&T Stadium. You know how they have that sun flare that goes on the field? <laughs> All right, coming up. The media notes for the Mavericks game tonight against the Wizards said that there was a starting lineup. And they mentioned who the fifth starter is. And we're going to get to it coming up next. Isaac Bonga. <laughs> All right, Isaac. All right, Isaac. So the media notes for the game, which is kind of a guess, but also maybe a little little they understand what the the starting lineup is going to be a probable starting lineup was listed delon wright luka Doncic, christoph porzingis maxi kleba and dorian finney smith yeah i've been saying all along that i thought tim hardaway jr would be the starter and but i've wanted dorian finney smith to be the starter um so yeah, if it turns out this way, I like it. This is what I I, I wanted. Um, I'm anxious. 
you know, if Dorian does start, is it a Bradley Bill type of thing? And my whole thing is, if you're playing the matchups, then I feel like every night you're going to have somebody, for the most part, that Dorian's going to need to guard. And so it just comes down to, if Dorian doesn't start, then that means they're probably going to put DeLon Wright on Bradley Bill. Um, because you could probably get away with, you know, can, do you have the Wizards this, starters This Wizards starting you? lineup is an all-timer. Please list it. Starting at guard. Mm. The last one remaining, the all-star <laughs> that's better than everyone else on his team by a mile and a half, Bradley Beal. At the other guard, you remember him playing for the Pistons, and you may not have known he was on the Wizards, Ish Smith. I didn't Start, know that. Starting at the wing. Isaac really liked him coming out of the draft, and he was drafted by the Lakers and sent over so they could make the Anthony Davis trade. Isaac Bonga. I can't and believe he was, he's starting. He was drafted way too high from Japan, Rui Hachimura. And starting at center, he was also on the Lakers, and the Lakers dropped him for nothing, and the Lakers fans were really mad at it. Thomas Bryant. That's the starting lineup. Ish Smith, Bradley Beal, Isaac Bonga, Rui Hachimura, and Thomas Bryant. They're starters. Incredible. And that Isaac Bonga thing came down to the wire. Like, Wizards fans didn't know who was going to start, and it ended up being Bonga. That's wild. Bonga couldn't get minutes on the Lakers. It's insane because literally when Isaac Bonga was in a draft – uh, we loved him, uh, this like six eight six nine yeah, guys. Germany, but yeah, but you like you watch him play, and you're like, all right, yeah, that's gonna take like four or five years. He, he's probably gonna be in the G League for like two or three years. Yeah. It's gonna take time, dude. Starting opening night in the NBA. <laughs> opening <laughs> night. So, uh, hats off to you, bro. I don't. Uh, hopefully, that's because of the improvement you've made, or it could just be a Wizards thing. It's not like they have anybody super injured that would take his place either. I mean, John Wall would take Ish Smith's I, I place. Like Troy Brown. Uh, bad. But I don't think that he's hurt. Is he hurt? I don't think so. And then CJ Miles is kind of the guy that was hurt that could start in front of Isaac Bonga. But <laughs> I mean, that's CJ. It's CJ Miles. So, man. So, but anyway, back to your point from the Wizards starting lineup is Dorian's not necessarily starting for matchup purposes. If this is the starting lineup, which, by the way, I'm not super convinced that this is the starting lineup, even though this was being shared around last night. I think they have to report it 30 minutes before the game. That's a rule now. And so we may not know until 30 minutes before the game. So Dorian may start, or it could be Justin Jackson. Against a team like this, I would just start Justin Jackson. You just get more scoring. You can hopefully build up a huge lead. <laughs> run but he, he, here's my question, though. <clears throat> In a situation like this, you got somebody like Ish Smith. Let's say Dorian doesn't start, and they want DeLon Wright guarding Bradley Beal. Who's going to chase around Ish Smith? I'm not even talking about like guarding him and you're like, I'm not even saying, oh, you got to shut down Ish Smith. But who's going to chase him around? Because whoever's chasing him around, you're obviously going to like lose some of your energy just by guarding and chasing around a point guard. So who's getting that? Who's the fifth starter? Is it if, if it's Tim Hardaway or Justin Jackson, are you having them chase around Ish Smith? Yes. Are you having a 6'8 six, eight, six, eight guy in Justin Jackson guard Ish Smith all the time? I, like, sure. Okay. I just don't. I feel like that's. I'm not super. I'm not super <laughs> intimidated by Ish Smith. I'm not either. But I, I just feel like that. That's just a weird type of parent. That's why I'd go with Dorian. Put Dorian on Bradley Beal. Let Delon Wright guard Ish Smith. And especially against a team like the Wizards, hopefully you don't have a, a super big problem scoring. Uh, so it's not. It, it shouldn't turn in. What I'm okay. I don't. One thing I don't want us to do is to act like Dallas is going to beat beat the Wizards by like thirty because like, last like year we just did. 
Well, last year they played the Suns early on, and one of the biggest things, and we're getting ready to do this on the podcast, one of my biggest pet peeves of when anybody in either in any, any sport, football or basketball or whatever, at the beginning of the season tries to say, oh, that's a win, loss, hard part of the schedule right here. You don't even know who's going to be good. Last year Dallas lost to Phoenix and, uh, what, Atlanta or who, like in the first like couple of games, and we were the ones that were sitting there before the season started and be like, hey, Phoenix is going to suck. Pencil this in for a win. But they played good at the beginning of the season. You can never predict that. This is what I want to get into in the, in the last segment, but we'll, we'll go ahead and do it now. You overrate your own team if you're a fan. It just always happens, especially yeah. at the beginning of the season. After media day, we had more people vote for the Mavs over on our board bets than, than, we, did bef- than we did before media day. You just get all excited, and you under- it's understandable. The Mavs Wasn't have done Suns, this. Suns read it today? Oh, man. Yes. Oh. Suns read it today, quote tweeted a Tankathon tweet, and was like, them deleting the bookmark on their computer. It was like, oh, it's been a good run, Tankathon. Not going to be going to you anymore. We're done with you. I'm like, whoa, you're going to be going. <laughs> You're going to be taking that back pretty dang quick, probably. So uh, I think it was a Suns podcast. I don't think it was Reddit. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, my bad. Anyway, yeah, it yeah, was they deleted it and were like, nice knowing you. And then Tankathon quote tweeted that and said, you'll be back in three weeks. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But as a Mavs fan, you're going to overrate your own team. But this is the time. This is the season where of all the last, you know, what, four or five seasons, if you're going to overrate a season, this is when the Mavericks have to prove early, I think, that they are a real team or if they're yeah. going to take a little while to try and figure this out. For sure, because we saw you know the early hole that they got in last year. They lost a couple of those games really early. And and you look at this game like, come on, they, should, they have more talent. They should have beat a team like Phoenix or Atlanta or something like that. I think the Atlanta, uh, that Atlanta loss, they, they were up by like, what, 27 or yeah. something? Like, yeah, I remember oh, yeah that. that was a crazy one. And that was just insane. They should have never let that slip away. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's important. And the team knows this. Organization knows this. The players know it. Like, it's important for this team to get off to a good start to the season. And I think they'll, you'll just see an extra, um, uh, I don't even want to say um, umph to the season, extra motivation <laughs> uh, at the beginning of the season. I like umph. Umph is better. <laughs> Well, and I know some people are looking at it like, hey, how are you supposed to be, you know, get extra hype for the, t- I mean, it's the beginning of the season, blah, 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 blah. There's a, there's just a, a little bit difference with that, especially when you, when you've started off slow the past couple of years, it's something you want to, you know, get back on track to begin this year. And, and, and honestly, if we're looking across the league and you're saying, hey, first game of the season at home and you have this new duo, KP's first regular season home game. Everybody's hyped, and they Adam Silver goes to the Dallas Mavericks, and they say, "Hey, you get to pick your opponent. Fantasy draft, you get number one spot. You get to pick your opponent to host the very first night in your arena. Who are you taking? Is this the choice, right? Yeah, this are the Hornets. I think this is my choice. If Isaac Bonga starting, this is my choice. And I, <laughs> I mean, and I love Isaac. Watch Bonga. Okay, well, yeah, when watch. we get in predictions, I want us to." Joke around, be like, "All right, who's our uh, who's our Julius Randle tonight for the Wizards? That's gonna put up like twenty five <laughs> and twelve. Yeah. So coming up, let's get into the Mavs' first eleven games and discuss how they could get out to that good start and a couple of predictions from us. All right, Isaac. So the Mavs' first eleven games, like you said, they man." <laughs> If you could have picked a better opponent to start, the Wizards, 
they're not deep. Let's just say that. They are they are not deep. They're starting Isaac Bonga, Thomas Bryant, Nish Smith. And I like Thomas Bryant, and I like Bonga, but I don't like him as a starter. Rui Hachimura, I don't really like him as a starter either. Um, so this is this is a test. This is a take care of your business test, I think, for the for the Mavericks. And I'm going into it cautiously optimistic because if things turn, then we're like, oh, man. <laughs> it could be a big overreaction next day, right? <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine all the podcasts, all the Twitter tweets that would just be like, this Mavericks team is not real, and we hyped up this duo, and they go out and lose to the Wizards. Like, can you imagine the next day if that happens? The next, yeah, I was thinking about that real quick. How bad is it if they lose this first game? Like, what's the what's the narrative? I think the way that they would have to lose is if they go seven of fifty five from three or something. Yeah, Bradley Bill. Like, what what's the pathway? I think the pathway is yeah, they go seven for fifty three from the three point line. Bradley Bill puts up 40. Rui Hachimura yeah. puts up like 20 and 10. Open, yeah. And it, it, he's just hitting everything. And, and the Mavs yeah. don't have an answer for him. Like, Dorian can't stop him. Maxie's too slow. Like <laughs> Then all of a sudden we're like, oh, my gosh, the Mavericks can't stop these 6'9", you know, wing forward guys that can, you know, do stuff in the paint and also out in the perimeter. Like, they just Luka have no gets answer. in foul trouble early. Yeah. And it's like – One of 10 from the free throw line. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> We're just that's, going all darkest timeline. That's what would have to happen. But but honestly, I mean, you, you don't want to throw out the label like must win or anything like that. But for the hype and the excitement of everything going into night one and you're hosting somebody like the Washington Wizards, you need to come away with this win. To take it care of business just, game. Yeah, you got to take care of business. If you are yeah, going to be what a lot of people are projecting you to be, you go out here, win this game by 10 plus points. And you don't, I, I'm not sitting there saying you got, oh, you got to beat the Wizards by 25. No, go out there and get a steady win, you know, eight to 16 points. Obviously, if you can blow them out, that'd be awesome. And people just get super hyped about that. But, you know, get a solid win. But yeah, they can't, this game can't be, can't be a loss. <laughs> <laughs> just can't. We're not predicting it. We're just saying that it would be, it would be very devastating if the map started with a loss in this game. Okay. Um, so let's go through this schedule. And then I tweeted this a couple days ago and I wanted to see what Mavs fans thought. And, um, there's a couple of answers that stuck out the most. The first one was 11 and 0, which is just, you know, <laughs> fans getting excited. Cool. Uh, cool, Jeff, bro. Jeff Skin Wade responded to the tweet and said, I don't see a loss anywhere in the whole schedule. Like he thinks they're going to go 82 and 0. So, <laughs> but other than that, the most I got was seven and four and eight and three. Which goes back to my point of you overrate your own team. You don't expect some of these losses in here. But let's go through the, first, the initial part of the schedule and see if the Mavericks can see what we think about this initial part of the schedule. Yeah, let's do what my pet peeve is. Let's do it. We're not going to predict games. I just want to say, how do you feel about these games? Are we, you know, is it feeling good? Is it a tough part of the schedule? So the Pelicans next at the Pelicans. Zion out. Yeah, I mean, honest, yeah. I mean, I just think it's up in the air. I think it's hard to, I mean, right now we're recording this in the middle of the Pelicans Raptors game. It's hard to just see how New Orleans is going to roll their rotations out without Zion. And they still have, New Orleans still have plenty of talent. Like New Orleans doesn't have a rotation. They have a rotate. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have all their players and they will play all of them. Apparently if this game is any <laughs> indication, they have played what? 12 players, 13 players. Wow. They play all of them. Yeah, but like that that game, I think it 
Yeah, it's New Orleans' uh, home opener. So, yeah. you know, they're going to be super hyped. You know, obviously it's sad that, you know, Zion won't be in that. But, yeah, I mean, KP and Lucas' first away, away game, that, that arena is going to be hyped. Um, and they, they got a decent roster. So, th- that's up in the air. I, I don't th- I can't look at that and say, oh, that's a win or yeah. that's a loss. Yeah, I, I can't either. They're, they're a deep team. They have, you know, decent players at, at every position up and down the roster. And they have guys that can – that have high ceilings that could go off. Like Lonzo could go off. He could hit a bunch of shots. Brandon Ingram has 20 points already in the fourth quarter. Um, Drew Holiday, obviously. J.J. Reddick can get super hot. You have uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker that just seems like he wants to take every shot that comes in, that comes his way. Give me and those rookie year too. odds. Um, so that would, that'll be a good test for the Mavericks, too. Then this is where it gets dicey for the Mavericks. Okay, October 27th, so they have a day off. Home for the Portland Trailblazers. That one's a big test because that is a that's a playoff team. That is a backcourt that, you know, is going to be tough for the Mavericks to guard. They're going to have to to answer some real questions against Portland. Then another day off and then at Denver. Those mm. two games are are huge. Two days off and then home for the Lakers. Those three games are going to be a massive test. If the Mavericks can win two of those games, then all of a sudden we're talking about the Mavericks as something real, like a real playoff threat, I think. If they lose all three of those, then the questions rise, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I think this. I think that second week just shows you the importance of, like, you really need to win those first two games. And, <laughs> wow, such optimism, Isaac. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying you go into this rough, rough part of the schedule, and uh, however we want to say it, I mean, you're going to have two – Two games under your belt of Luka and KP in the regular season playing normal minutes and all that stuff. And, yeah, I mean, if you can go into that second week 2-0, and you have three tough games. I, I, I'm I'm just anxious. I'm anxious to see how they defend Dame and CJ. Uh, you know DeLon's going to take one of them. Who's going to, yeah. you know, are they going to start a Dorian in that game to guard the other one? How's that going to play out? I'm excited for that. Um, and yeah, Denver and Jok- Jokic versus Porzingis, sign me up. That's gonna can't, be fun. Can't wait for that. That'll be fun. And of course, I mean, the Lakers come to town to Dallas. That's just gonna be, a, I mean, a blast just to watch all that stuff. Luca, LeBron, AD, Porzingis. Um, yeah, and correct KCP. I mean, fans will be there for that. Rondo's return. <laughs> Get out of here, Rondo. Dwight but- looking the other way in the team photo. <laughs> I will say that I don't want the Cleveland game to be a trap game because it'd be easy to come off this week of three tough opponents, Portland, Denver, Lakers. You come off that Lakers game. Let's say they do win like two out of three of that yeah, second that'd be week. be huge. And then they go into that Cleveland game on, on Sunday and you're like, all right, we just had a tough week. Cleveland's Cleveland, and it's kind of a trap game. And you know, Kevin Love puts up like thirty and fifteen, and that—that's the stuff you don't want to see. But it's also something to where this is a young basketball team. This is a lot of the young Mavericks guys are. on this team. Yeah, the Mavericks are. So it's it's those type of things where you don't want them to get caught off guard. You know, obviously, a great coaching staff and stuff. You got some, these guys like JJ and them. So I want to see the, um, yeah. The learning what what's the word I'm running the learning what curve not no not curve the development the speed bumps what <laughs> the bumps in the road for, as far as like a young team and just how how they get past those. the hooked on phonics is that what you <laughs> what's the after school tutoring place you want the... <laughs> so they have those three games two days off before home for the Lakers that's that's massive Portland Denver and then like you said this game. One day off after the Lakers game at Cleveland. 
That's going to be another like take care of business game that you don't want to be a trap, like you said. And then they have two days off, home for the Orlando Magic, who are a tough team, a lot of size, a lot of you know big guys out there, and um, that's going to be another. I guess they were a playoff team last year. That's an, that's another test for the Mavericks, like the Pelicans. Uh, are they a team that's in that vicinity, or are they better than a team like that? That's going to be a, a big test, I think. Um, I'm comfortable with Dwight Powell guarding Aaron Gordon, by the way. Just throwing that out there. You are for real? Yeah, I am. Interesting. He's the three, so it would be Dorian or somebody guarding him. But Oh, yeah, I forgot. He's the three in Orlando. That's He is. He starts. I know. It's Isaac doesn't believe me that that's what it is. No, I just think Orlando's dumb when it comes to their front court. It's guy. just they have such a, a block, and the, they have you know too many guy, too many guys at the same positions. If, My question for you in this next part of the schedule: Do they rest KP against the Knicks, or they're resting oh, on the second? Come night? on, okay, they're not going to rest KP against the Knicks. Home I know for, we don't. So the next game after Orlando, there's one day off, and then home for the Knicks, and then a back to back at Memphis. They're they're definitely going to rest him at Memphis if they haven't arrested him already in this stretch. True, I think that's I think that's the first KP rest game if, unless it happens before that. <laughs> That Memphis game on the ninth. Memphis on the ninth. It's a back-to-back home for the Knicks at the Memphis Grizzlies the next night. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I would lean towards that. Hey, they're not going to bench him against, or they're not going to rest him against the Knicks and all that stuff. You know, he's going to want to play him and, and and all that stuff. But you never know. You don't put it past Carlisle. I mean, Carlisle straight up uh, rested <laughs> him the first game. KP and Luca the first game in Tulsa and, uh, on ESPN or TNT, whatever it was. So. <laughs> ESPN, yeah. You never know. Yeah, you do never know. Uh, but those two games are definitely winnable games. Back, two back-to-back games. Those are games that you definitely want to win. Two more, in my opinion, take care of business games. And then a day off at Boston. Another test like Orlando, like the Pelicans, like um, you know Portland. That's another a test game in Boston. And then two days off at the Knicks. And that one is just... That game is going to have a different energy <laughs> because oh, 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 yeah. if you've seen any Knicks fans on uh, Twitter, there's a guy a couple days ago that was responding to every single Porzingis highlight with Porzingis getting blocked by Nerland's Noel, like that highlight. Every single time he saw a highlight, I think it was me, Bobby, Mavs highlights, like like everybody that posted a Porzingis highlight that night got a response from this guy that was like Porzingis getting stuffed by Nerland's Noel, like that clip. And they, it's just a different energy. And I don't know if the Knicks team is going to be super hyped for this. If they are like, oh. Yeah. Can't wait for Taj Gibson, guys. <laughs> the thing is, they, they have some guys that could get hot, though. And they take a ton of jumpers. <laughs> and it, it's I have no idea if this team is going to be decent or if they're going to just be downright awful. That This is where we don't know, right? You know what's bad? It, it always sucks when Julius Randle just torches the Mavericks. Also but true. Gonna, but it's going to be worse now he's on the Knicks. So the <laughs> Knicks fans will be like, yeah, Julius Randle kills Zingas. you guys. I'm like, yeah, he's did this forever, yeah. no matter what sucky team he's played for. So That's a Maxi special right there. That's where Maxi, you just start Maxi and you're like, all right, you have Julius Randle. Just make sure he doesn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much stuff. Well, well one, we didn't even mention that that home game on the 8th. The return of Dennis Smith Jr. to Dallas. We haven't had that. True, um, true. Wrinkles, we haven't had that yet. There's wrinkles to that, which is uh, which is super fun. I hope his back's okay for that game. I hope he plays. And 
the the fourteenth. Um, okay, they were talking about the the Knicks starting lineup, and somebody reported today that there's talks that Alonzo Trier could get us could, could start for the Knicks. And you're like, what is over this all whole, the points? What has this whole thing been about? <laughs> They've been cycling hey, through their point. Alonzo. Their point hey, guards are Dennis, that. Alfred Payton, and then Frank Nilakina. Maybe he's starting at two, even though they started Barrett at two a lot, and they've have Reggie Bullock, I guess, who's still injured, but. I don't mind him starting. It's it's the whole cast of Taj Gibson, Wade Ellington, Alfred Payton. Like none of these guys should be seeing the floor. They have too many young guys. So like that stuff just baffles me. But anyway, it's the Knicks. They baffle me in general when you have James Dolan. Um, but yeah, that 14th game at New York. I mean, that's just going to be insane. I mean, we can't. You can't overstate that enough. KP, Dennis, just everything. Yeah. So a lot of people that responded to me on Twitter said that they think that's eight and three, seven and four. That's the optimistic take because you're talking that's a win over you know couple of Portland, Denver, the Lakers, Boston, you know the Pelicans, Orlando. Man, I mean those are some tough games, but this is definitely a big stretch where the Mavericks are going to prove a lot and we're going to really after those those 11 games we're going to really know what this Mavericks team is about. Are they for real? Are they a real playoff contender or is there more work to be done? Not that they can't make the playoffs if they don't do well this first 10, you know, 10 or 11 game stretch, but there'll be more work to do, more stuff to figure out, more adjustments to make. So Mavs yeah. basketball, guys, it's back tonight. Mavs basketball is back. Um, Wizards, obviously. I have a couple a couple of predictions, random predictions. I think uh, Davis Bertans is going to be their DJ Augustine, Rodney Hood. I think he's going to hit like four threes. Ooh. He's going to have like 20 points and off the bench for them. And it's like, all right, here's Alec Peters 2.0. And uh, but I think this uh, this night will be all about Luca. I think Luca's going to put up thirty, uh, at least thirty. I think Dallas wins by um, fourteen. Yeah, give it a number. Give it a number. I think they win by seventy-seven points. Oh, that's a nice number. For forty-one. What if they win by forty-one? First game without Dirk on the roster with the Dirks on the floor. Let's get how a forty-one point win. How many people tweet about that with the cool? Uh, Oh, Some man. cool tweet. Like, oh, they lost they won by 41. Also, how many people are going to tweet about the uh, the new floor, like Dirk decal things? When it's we've just already tuning in for the, like the first time. Yeah, yeah. When we've already seen them, like you and a bunch They're of people. They're like exclusive, exclusive. Yeah, yeah. There is Dirk logos. <laughs> uh, and then the statement jerseys. The Oh, man. The, the statement jerseys make their debut. Guys, I know that all of you guys stayed up the other night and waited until 11 p.m. at night when they went on sale. If you, I didn't know if you got them in time. I know that the, the quantity of them, they flew off the shelves. So uh, if you are still looking for statement jerseys, you can scour the uh, interweb and look for them. But I, no, seriously, I think they are still available online. They, flew, if you they flew off the shelves. People looked at them for a second, and they put them right back on the shelves. <laughs> I think that I think it's the deep dark blue with the white letters. I think it's gonna look good on. Do the not court. defend these jerseys. I'm I'm just telling you the thing I do like about them. What a what a shill! What a shill! It's like you write for Mavs.com or something. <laughs> I'm just trying to uh, <laughs> I'm trying to defend these because these next ones. Uh, Oh, okay. So we get the. What did I tell you the other day? So we get the 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 statement jerseys tonight. The yeah. city jerseys are coming early November, right? What was oh, the f- they're coming. Yes, they're definitely coming. What was the first game? Uh, I want to say 20. I sent it to you. I can't remember now. 
Possibly. Not 26. Anyway, they're coming in November and uh, with the court and everything. We'll talk about yeah. that more when it comes when it gets closer, but oh man, we're uh looking forward mm. to seeing those. So, guys, Mavs basketball is, is so back. Anybody that's at the game, tweet at Locked On Mavs. You can be our in-game reporter, even though Isaac's going to be there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.